Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back. Carrie and I are so glad that you are joining us today on Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We're going to talk a little bit about shiny object syndrome. (laughs) It's a thing that we fight with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we figure there's probably some of you guys who also fight with shiny object syndrome. So let's identify it. And then Kate and I are just going to talk about what it is, (laughs) what are some tools that work for us? What are some tools that don't work for us? So, so to me, I think the best thing, best way to kind of understand um, shiny object syndrome, and I'm sure it's not nearly as on point as Carrie's, but to me, it is, if you think about, especially animals or children that are constantly following that shiny, whatever it is to play with. So I think of cats and the shiny little toy that they're constantly chasing. They don't want anything to do with the, the not laser shiny toy. Pointer. The, the laser pointer. Well, so those are like a little too on point. I'm thinking <laughs> of that cat in the, the tossing the ball. So, um, so that's that's how I think of it, Carrie. What about you? I, I mean, mean another, I'm sure there's a more, you know. Well, another so a Disney reference <laughs> is the dog in up who's like squirrel. <laughs> um, so my family will frequently in conversations go squirrel (laughs) when one of us is chasing something. But in business, what we are talking about with shiny object syndrome is, you know, that whole, you see a new product, you see a new software, you see a new piece of equipment for a classroom, a new curriculum concept, a new person to hire. (laughs) And instead of putting the money and time into figuring out how to use the software you have right now for communicating with parents, you're like, Ooh, but this one has three features that I don't have in the one that I'm not using now. (laughs) So I want that one because it has three other features that I might possibly use. Um, and so you've paid for the month, the annual subscription to XYZ, and now you're investing in another one because it has a new shiny thing. So I want to, that's a great one. So one of the things when working with different clients is that one of the questions I often ask is about the software, te- software or technology that they're using. And I worked with one program um, earlier in the year that had three, three different pieces of software that all did the same thing that they were using different ways because they had got that software to use for project management or for billing or for invoicing and didn't realize that they could do project management and billing in the same software. So I came back and said, okay, so to me, the biggest thing you need to do is not hire me and you need to go with this one software, get rid of the other two and with this software, because a lot of times, especially when you do a software subscri- subscription, you have several choices of different levels. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need the same level that maybe what you bought originally. So this gives you an opportunity to go, oh, I want that level. I want that level because it gives me all the features. And that way you're not learning a new software. So if we're going to talk about software, make sure that you're taking a peek at the software you have. And do you know everything it does? And are there different levels within that software subscription? Well, and a lot of times the software companies will add new features after you bought it because of the competition they're feeling from another software company. Um, I think 
you know, in my head, the one that comes to mind is, that happened recently was childcare CRM um, acquiring another company and becoming life duck duck no no duck duck goes <laughs> they have ducks in their new logo um, line leader line that's leader what they are yeah, now. Yeah. um and so if you had childcare CRM and then you had a parent communication app for once they were enrolled so you had childcare CRM for when you were trying to get them enrolled and then you had hi mama pro care one of the 27 other ones for once the families were enrolled that took care of all your enrollment paperwork and stuff like that. Now that they have become line leader, they can do both of those. And so do you need both of those subscriptions? So when you get those emails that we don't open <laughs> um, from those vendors, cause we're like, we know that you are, you, we give you money, stop sending us emails. I, I don't know if you're that way, but I'm that way. I don't open all the emails from my vendors. Um, I would suggest once a month setting aside half a day <laughs> to go through and read all those emails because you might be able to get rid of some stuff. And definitely before you sign up for a new um, coaching program, a new software, a new whatever shiny object, go through and see what you already have and see if you already have something that does that. I've been known to buy courses from people who I have the subscription, <laughs> like I'm part of the membership. So I already got it. And for some reason, I also got the email about here's this new course we have. And so I ended up owning it twice because I got it through the subscription I already had. And then I bought it independently. Um, so learn from my mistakes, guys. Um, I'm sure Kate's never done that. Oh, I've never done that. <laughs> I think that Amazon should have an alert of ding, ding, ding. You've already bought that book. You don't need it again. Yeah. <laughs> or Hey, do you know that you already have that book as an audible? You don't really need the paperback. <laughs> so. Yeah. What are you doing? You have it on Kindle and Audible, and now you want a paperback? Like, what is going on with you? Yeah. Are you are you having some sort of mental breakdown? Um, so let's talk a little bit about the different types of things people have as a shiny object syndrome. So we touched about it a little bit in our intro. So we have software, technology, new things. So new products, new curriculum. And a lot of times we get kind of, you know, I mean, I love sales, been there, done that, actually have the t-shirt, right? So there is a component of that, that I understand. Sometimes you just get really neat people and you just want to get to, you listen to them and you get all excited because they have something and you're like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, but the best thing I can try to tell you whenever possible, take a deep breath, try to give yourself at least a couple of hours and decide if you really need to buy it right then and there. And that is really true when it comes to advertising your program. Absolutely. Um, and the reason it came up for us is that we're working on writing new curriculum for coaches, for uh, directors and owners. And we started going on all kinds of, ooh, we could do this and 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 brainstormed about 15 different products that we could create for you guys. And we realized, we don't know if you guys want any of those things. It is a shiny object for us to create the thing, but do, do any of our directors and owners want that thing? So sometimes the shiny object is things that you're buying. And sometimes it's shiny things that you're creating. Um, and back when I was a teacher, I did the same thing. Um, and I was not one of those teachers who would have 
you know, this is my January bulletin board and this is my February bulletin board in March and April. And I only had to create stuff once. No, no, no. <laughs> Every year, at least half of my bulletin boards were new because I needed the shiny object to stay engaged. Um, and so I think if you as the leader are somebody who really likes routine and wrote, like a certain mother of one of ours um, and likes to have a routine and do the same thing every day. And oh my Lord, the same breakfast every day. I don't understand you, but I feel you. <laughs> and so what I'm telling you, if if you're one of those directors or owners who likes everything to be routine and systematized and you don't understand why you have this one teacher who's constantly needing to use the laminator to create things for their um, manipulative center and for their bulletin board, I'm telling you it's shiny object syndrome and a certain level of that is fine. But if they're changing their bulletin board weekly and spending hundreds of dollars on laminating film, you need to have a little bit of a conversation with them about regulating their dopamine levels because <laughs> this is happening you know the shiny object is they're falling in love with something and so they're getting a hit of dopamine every time you chase shiny objects it's dopamine um well so the crickets or the the cricket machines yeah just like your laminated machines right and so um you can find them you're going to find them in your teachers you're going to find them in yourself uh, we have found them in ourselves. We have found them in our children, our spouses. We are aware that this is not something that we're the only ones that do. And so yeah. we wanted to talk about it a little bit with you because we really hope that um, sometimes when we talk about these things, you realize that it's something to talk about, right? So bring it up to your staff, talk about it with your mentors, with your coaches, with your significant other and have them help you identify when you're finding or chasing that squirrel, because you don't always need to or want to chase that squirrel. You just don't know better. Yeah. And you're so, unaware that that is a squirrel you're chasing. Yeah. Giving people permission to call you out on your shiny object chasing um, is one tool. If you don't have somebody, if you're starting off and there's two people on staff other than you, <laughs> that may not be the way that you can go. So maybe another way to limit your squirreling is to set a squirrel budget, a shiny object <laughs> budget. And whether that's buying new shirts or for yourself, for your staff, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, so setting a budget for every month, I have $200 to spend on squirrels um, or shiny objects, whichever resonates with you. Um, and if you're, if you spend all $200 on the third day of the month, you don't have any money for any more shiny objects. It's the seventh day of the month. <laughs> I, whatever day of the month that you have spent all your squirrel money, you're done. So that's a way that you can set self-limit your squirreling or your shiny object chasing as far as monetary drain. But it's also a time drain because um, TED Talks, they put up a new one every day. I can lose huge amounts of time on TED Talks. The people in my CDA class will tell you I am very familiar with TED Talks. Every week they have at least one TED Talk they have to watch and respond to. Um, social media is the same way. Yep. And the worst part about social media is that they listen to your squirrels and they know what you, where you've been. And so they help you find new ones new squirrels that are related to the other squirrels because that was something that you clicked on and were interested in 
So yeah, social media is a perfect example of shiny object syndrome because you find this person who in their day job is a mechanic, but their hobby is to sing, you know, opera. <laughs> and so they're in their, you know, uh, in their garage, which has great acoustics and they're just, <laughs> um, and so that's your shiny object is chasing down every aria that guy's ever done. <laughs> That is a shiny, that's shiny object syndrome. So you may have to also put in some time parameters for yourself. Um, So give people permission to call you on it, set a budget and set a time budget. And the time budget does not count as your focus time. No, it is not your tiger time. This is your, you know, it is just to set an alarm and believe it or not, there are apps for that. And if you don't know how to use your phone and you don't know how to have your phone be set so that you only spend a certain amount of time each day on certain apps, on certain apps that is absolutely something you can do. So, so maybe use this shiny object chasing the dopamine <laughs> to go onto YouTube to find out how to set that up on your phone. <laughs> or if you want to get out of the building or you want to build your network, you can always leave and go to your local phone store because you'd be surprised what those people know. It doesn't take a genius at the genius bar. But if that's who you're comfortable with, (laughs) use that. Okay, so I hope that these have been a couple of useful examples of what shiny objects are and how to keep them from eating your budget and your time. So we hope to see you or hear you. No, for you to hear us. That's what it is. For you to hear us or see us next week. Um, child care conversations with Kate and Carrie. If you've got a shiny object story that you'd like to share with us, send it to uh, Kate at texasdirector.org. I'm just going to make this a Kate one <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to child care conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.